I have a couple people here on the stage. I want you to help me welcome here. Elizabeth. You're who? Elizabeth. You're Elizabeth. Can you help me welcome the mother of John the Baptist, Elizabeth, please? Can we go Lizzie? Lizzie? Yeah. Is that good? Lizzie? And of course, Mary. Give it up for Mary. Luke chapter 1. This is right after Gabriel. God's messenger shows up, speaks to her first. And tell, well, to Zachariah, her husband. She's the byproduct of the fact that the priest was in the right place, in the house of God, doing the right thing. The angel shows up and says, I'm going to answer your prayer. Your wife will get pregnant. She will have a son, and he, she will call him John, right? So that's the word. Elizabeth now is pregnant with John the Baptist. Then he appears to Mary and tells Mary, Emmanuel, Jesus, the Savior of the world is coming to be the conduit of you. You are favored amongst women. That's the message. Now, this is powerful. She's pregnant with John the Baptist. She's pregnant with Jesus. She just received the message from Gabriel, Luke chapter 1, the rest of the story. Verse 39. A few days later, Mary went to the hill country of Judea, where Zechariah lived, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, watch this, Elizabeth's child leaped within her. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have to repeat that for the hearing impaired. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored? that the mother of my Lord should visit me. Now she begins to prophesy. She begins to prophesy. When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. One time here, greet the neighbor you like the most and tell him you are blessed. The moment you believe that the Lord will do what he said. Tell your other neighbor, the one you didn't touch, tell him, you are blessed. The moment you believe, the Lord will do what he said. I want to talk to you about joy in the womb. Somebody say joy in the womb. Number one, point number one, there is joy in the womb. This is, this is powerful. All right. So you're pregnant. The angel Gabriel shows up and he gives you the word and Jesus, Emmanuel, the son of man, the son of God. Here it comes, Emmanuel, right? All right, stand with me. I just gave you a word that you're going to get pregnant. Not a few months or years later or weeks. A few days later, you show up in her house. This is, this is critical. So you have John. Stand up. You have John the Baptist inside of here. You have Jesus here. They meet. This is their first encounter. <laughs> Jesus did not meet John the Baptist for the first time in the playground. Jesus did not encounter John in daycare or preschool. Jesus did not interact with his distant cousin in the Chick-fil-A play area. Jesus did not intersect with John while attending church. Jesus meets John for the first time when they were both in their respective mother's wombs. You'll get this by tomorrow morning. They were both in the process. 
They were both in transit. They were both under construction. They were both under development. And yet a connection took place that prompted the Holy Spirit to fill and activate holy joy. What does that mean? No, get this. Jesus is not born yet. Jesus is... And yet the presence of Jesus fills her with the Holy Spirit. The presence of Jesus fills her so much that John the Baptist begins to do what? Begins to do what? You don't have to be fully developed to bless someone else. You'll get this by tomorrow morning. You don't have to be fully out of the process to activate joy in someone else. You don't have to be complete in the eyes of man in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Even in the womb, Jesus blessed John. Even in the womb, John was filled. Even in the womb, John jumped with joy. Even in the womb, Jesus provoked the Holy Spirit to fill Elizabeth. What does this mean for you and I? You don't have to come out of what you're going through to leap with joy. There's joy in the womb. Somebody shout, there's joy in the womb. Somebody say, there's joy in the womb. The secret of our Christian faith is that Jesus doesn't wait for you to come out of what you're going through to fill you with joy. Jesus doesn't wait for you to be perfect to fill you with the Holy Spirit. I'm preaching to someone right now. Right there where you are in whatever phase or developmental stage in your faith walk, Jesus is so great that his presence will fill you with joy even in the midst of your process. Is there anyone here who has ever experienced the joy of God even in the midst of a process. Some people are waiting to get happy and to be joyful the moment they come out. You're waiting for joy the moment the doctor validates the miracle. You're waiting for joy the moment the relationship is restored. You're waiting for joy the moment your kids come back home, your prodigal sons and daughters. That's not our Christian faith. The presence of Jesus will activate joy even in the midst of what you're going through. Somebody say there's joy in the process. There's joy in the womb. There is joy in development. There are Holy Spirit outpourings even in the process. Simply stated, God will bless you. He will use you. And he will fill you while you are still under development. If you get that, raise one hand if you're getting it. Psalm 138 verse 8. God says, I will fulfill my purpose in your life. I will. My mercy endures forever and I will never forsake the work of my hands. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. What did he do to Jeremiah? From his mother's womb. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah 29 11. I know the plans I have for you. The, I know the plans. Who knows the plans? Who knows the plans? I said, who knows the plans? God knows the plans he has for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And, and you say, Pastor Sam, but I'm not perfect. I'm, I, I, I believe in Jesus, but I have so many things that need to be worked on. I don't know if I'm ever, what? Philippians 1, 6. Philippians 1, 6, that God, and I am sure of this, that he who began a work in you, a good work in you, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Somebody praise in the process. Somebody worship in the midst of it all. 
You don't have to come out of what you're going through to connect with the people that will help you fulfill your purpose. Jesus connected with John, not in the playground. They connected with John when, and this is the connection. They were still under development. The connection while in the respective wombs inevitably led to a relationship that changed the world. John the Baptist was the preparation. Jesus was the revelation. John said, prepare the way. Jesus was the way. I want to remind everyone here of something we state here, biblically substantiated from Genesis to Revelation. The God of the process is the same God of the outcome. I need you to repeat after me. The God of the process is the same God of the outcome. Look at your neighbor, tell him the God of the process is the God of the outcome. The God that designed you is the same God that will develop you. The same God that develops you is the same God that will deliver you. And the same God that delivers you is the same God that defends you. He is the same identical God. So you don't have to wait to come out to be filled with Jesus' joy. Right there where you're at. Right there. Whatever developmental stage you may be in, in your Christian walk, in your maturity, in this thing we call life, you have the capability through Christ to bless someone else. And you have the ability, and you actually have the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with His joy even in the midst of what you're going through. If you got that, raise your hand. All right, I'm going to land this. This is a quick one. Number two, do not despise small beginnings. I'm going to read this and I'm going to break it. I've never preached on this part ever in my life. Watch this. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea to the town. Now, a few days later, after what? After Gabriel gave her the word that she would be pregnant. Stop for a second. Hmm. Not weeks, not months. A few days. This is Mary. The angel looks at her and says, "You go, you go. It's the Holy Spirit's going to do it. Hence, immaculate conception. It's the Holy Spirit's going to do it. Holy Spirit's going to get you pregnant, girl. He's going to get you pregnant. He's going to be man. It's going to be the Holy Spirit, and that's the Savior of the world." Just a few days later, she ends up in her house. And now, now I need to break this down for you. Just medically, physiologically, biologically speaking, how big was Jesus? Anyone know? No. It wasn't weeks. Yeah. So, a zygote, he was a cell. Oh, you missed it. Jesus was a cell. No, 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 you, you all missed it. Cell Jesus was powerful enough to prompt John to leap. There goes the conversation about where life begins. Sell Jesus. Sell Jesus. A cell. Jesus in a cell was Jesus. It was still Jesus. Jesus in a cell was still Jesus. He wasn't even developed. Did Jesus have eyes yet? Did Jesus, was Jesus walking? Did Jesus have arms and legs yet? No. A zygote, it's a cell. But one cell of Jesus was all that it took. Yeah. 
which will prompt John the Baptist to leave and for the Holy Spirit. If one cell of Jesus has the power to make John the Baptist jump, how much more would the fullness of Jesus prompt you and your family to rejoice in the fullness of the finished work? I'm here to tell you, get ready. Sacramento, Sacramento, Jesus is no longer a cell. Jesus, the fullness of Jesus is about to invade your life and we are about to see the Holy Spirit invade this region. If you believe it for you and your family, shout like you believe it and praise. Lift up your hands. The Zygon, oh, I sense the Lord. The Bible says the Holy Spirit filled her and John was filled with joy. Lift up your hands and repeat after me. The Holy Spirit in joy. God, say it like you believe it. The Holy Spirit in joy. I don't know if you understand what this means. One cell, one cell, because it's all one cell, one cell, one cell. The presence of Jesus, one cell, a zygote, but it was enough. It's all that it took. One cell prompted just because the fullness of Christ was already there. Even in that one cell, even in the mitochondria, it was already there. Ah, if one cell has the power to provoke that, imagine what's about to take place in your family how many are ready for Holy Spirit and joy how many are truly ready for Holy Spirit and joy I dare you to repeat after me in 2023 2023 as for me in my house we will be known for the Holy Spirit and for joy I don't know if you know what you're saying. You will not be known for addiction, for brokenness, for heartbreak, for anxiety, for depression, for bondage, for fear, for failure, for destruction, for defeat, for sin. You will be known for Holy Spirit. And, and, how many know the joy of the Lord is your strength? Holy Spirit and joy, lift up your hands. We are done. Do not despise small beginnings, Zechariah 4.10. It may be small, but if it has Jesus, if it's full of Jesus, if it honors Jesus, if it glorifies Jesus, it can, it will, it must do great things. I'm done. Stand with me. I told you it was a wham, bam, quick. Thank you, Sam. If Jesus in a cell can prompt a baby to leap with joy, whoo, two people to be full of the Holy Spirit, both John the Baptist and Elizabeth, Imagine how much more the fullness of the knowledge of Jesus Christ can do in your life, family, and generation. One cell prompted that. How many know one drop of the blood? Yeah, yeah. How many know that one drop of the blood? It just takes one. Somebody say, it just takes one. How many know that even one mention of his name? It's just microscopic Jesus. No arms, no legs, no eyes, no organs, just a seed. One cell of the Messiah prompted transformation in someone else. Ah, imagine the fullness of the knowledge of Christ. Imagine if you and I finally had this epiphany 
this encounter with who Jesus really is. If we really know who he really is, the all of Christ, as Savior and Deliverer and Healer, as the one who came to give us life and life abundantly. Imagine if we know the fullness of Christ, not just the religious Jesus, not just but the one who actually resurrected, who ascended and sent his spirit, the one who's seated right next to the Father right now, interceding for you and for me, the one who came to destroy the works of the enemy, all of the works the Bible says, to forgive us of all of our sins and to advance his kingdom. Imagine if we get a revelation of the fullness of Christ in the words of the Apostle Paul. To know him in the fullness of his resurrection power. Lift up your hands. Ah. Oh. As you stand, the final addendum, the final point, third point, because it is sacrilegious for any pastor to give two points. There has to be a third one. When my miracle connects to your miracle, watch out, all things are possible. Come here for a second, one more time. Come here for a second, one more time. They both carried a miracle. When did John leap? When what? When they connected. Kingdom collaboration is a prerequisite. The devil likes to divide people. Satan divides people, either by skin color, political affiliation, whether or not you're a 49ers or a Raiders fan. That may be a legitimate division, but that's a different story. But the enemy loves a social economic class, and you name it. The enemy lives to divide because the enemy knows the secret. If people who follow, if people full of Jesus connect, everything is possible. No, no, no. They connected from Genesis to Revelation. You know, it's not good for man to be alone, Adam. So here's Eve. And then you have Moses and Joshua. You have Elijah and Elisha. You have Ruth and Naomi. You have Nehemiah and Ezra. You have Paul and Silas and Peter and John in the New Testament. Are you with me right now? God doesn't want you to be alone. He never designed you to walk out this faith by yourself. Enough is enough. COVID separated us. Politics separate us. So many things separate us. But the Holy Spirit brings us together for us to advance the kingdom of God here on earth. Is there anybody here ready for womb-to-womb -womb praise? Is there anybody here ready for womb-to-womb -womb worship? When your promise connects with your neighbor's promise. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Real dear, as you stand. One person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back-to-back -back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Ecclesiastes 4.12. Uh, touch your neighbor, tell them, I need you. Tell your other neighbor, I need you. Tell somebody behind you, we're about to do this. Matthew 18.19. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Matthew 18.20. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. I need you to get ready. God's about to connect you with people. God's, a, God's, about, to, God's about to connect you with people that will enable you and empower you and equip you to live out your God-ordained purpose. 
can I declare this upon you? In your past, you've been surrounded by people that try to kill your dream. In your past, you were surrounded by people that exacerbated sin and iniquity and moral turpitude and, and sinful indiscretion. In other words, they fed your flesh. In the, in the past, you had people in your life that, that elevated the trauma. Um, I want you to get ready. Can you come in agreement that 2023 will be a year of divine connections? How many believe that with me right now? How many believe God's about to surround you with people that will make your miracle jump and lead to God? God's about to surround you with people that will activate the anointing, his God-ordained purpose in your life. Divine connections. I'm really done right now. With both hands, repeat after me. In 2023, divine connections. In 2023, Holy Spirit and joy. And in 2023, I'm just repeating now the words of Elizabeth and Mary, my beliefs will unleash my blessings. If you receive everything you just heard, give him the best praise you've given him this entire day. No, 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 I need your praise to connect with someone else's praise. I need your shout to connect with someone else's shout. Come on, I need your worship to connect with someone else's worship. Can somebody here be so crazy and 